ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. This guy to my left, RC. What's Good happening? To you. Good to see y'all too. Uh, before up, we up, dive up? into all this stuff, I wanted to let you finish your point, Shannon, on Colorado. Because you were making an important point and I didn't want to cut you off like that, but commercial time. Yeah, I was just saying, I don't have a problem with what Dan Lanning was saying because he's getting his guys motivated. He's getting his guys to storm the beach, lack of a better phrase, storm the beach, storm the field. Get these guys in a place to play. Like, yeah, you know what? You heard all that talking. They were talking about you. Hey, they want this. They want that. They Hollywood. We hardcore. So I don't have a problem with what he said. I just had, I just like looking at the reaction from the internet when they said he's speaking for us. Who is us and what is he speaking that makes you so proud? Well, what he's mm. saying is real quick, and I want Ryan to chime in with this real quick. What he said, just real quick, Ryan, from both of us. What they're really saying is that, you know, they're reminding you that there's a whole bunch of people out there that are rooting against Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A whole bunch of people rooting against him. They love seeing his comeuppance. They didn't like the fact that he was getting all of this pub and all of this hype. They were resentful of it. My point is when you take into account college football overall, mm-hmm. and it's challenges when it comes to hiring coaches who look like us to lead programs and then you see the celebratory and and ambiance and attitude that they exert you know when it comes to prime suffering the way that he suffered I just said okay he's gonna get them all back that's my attitude go ahead RC hey man let's be real though right like prime is just being prime Deion Sanders is not attempting to be something new as a head coach this is who he's (laughs) always been and to be frank this is who Deion Sanders is entitled to be Deion Sanders has earned this and let's be real like these coaches are, are saying certain things about Deion and I agree with Shannon I have no issue with what Dan Lanning said neither do but Deion Sanders is never trying to tear another man down to build himself up. I haven't heard Deion Sanders say a negative thing about another team or another man. Actually, when people come out and say things about him, he's always taking the high road. You know why? Because Deion Sanders ain't got to build himself up on nobody else. He is a Hall of Famer. He is a winner. He is a great coach. He is a great father. And so he doesn't have to do those things. And on the, and on the other side of that, Dan Lanning is correct. They do get a ton of clicks. Dan Lanning is correct. There are stars that go to Colorado that would have never gone to Colorado before because of Deion Sanders. But Dan Lanning, let's be very honest. You knew that camera was on. Dan Lanning, let's be very he honest. You knew, you knew when you were talking at halftime they were listening. Dan Lanning, let's be honest. The reason that the Oregon Ducks has 72 million different combinations of uniforms is because y'all want eyes on you. You want kids that are being recruited to want to play for you. And you know <laughs> you ain't getting offset and the rock and all of those people to come to your school. So what did you have to do? You have to do exactly what everybody else is doing when they play Colorado. Yeah, you know why you said, I hope all of those people that's been watching them are watching today? Because you know they ain't just going to watch you. And nothing's (laughs) wrong with what Dan Lanning's done, and nothing's wrong with what Deion Sanders has done. This is how it works. If your kids talk, if you talk, 
If you're confident, people going to make you see about it. It's the great thing about our sport. So I ain't got no issue with nobody in this. But I want Dan Lanning to be very honest with himself. You did it for clicks too, bro. You did it for shine too, bro. It is what it is. But don't it be is fake. What it is. Be real. All right, we'll leave it on that note. Well said. Say less. To the NFL. The Dolphins stole the show in week three, becoming the first team in NFL history to score 70 points and gain 700 yards in a game. Miami cruised to a 50-point win over the Broncos. Taylor Swift in Kansas City to watch the Chiefs beat the Bears 41-10. Handing Chicago its 13th straight loss. Patrick Mahomes threw three TDs, including one to Travis Kelsey. And after looking dominant in their first two games, the Cowboys were brought back down to earth in a stunning loss to the Cardinals. Dallas entered as an 11-point favorite. RC, most embarrassing performance. Denver, Chicago, or Dallas? First off... (laughs) Steve Day, you stupid, bro. Like, I, I was waiting on the post, and I knew it was coming. So, first, <laughs> so congratulations to you. It's a great day for you. Um, but when you look at this, it's, it's the Denver Broncos. And it's the Denver Broncos, and Shannon knows this better than anybody. Shannon played this game a long time. He's a Hall of Famer, three-time Super Bowl champ. He ain't never dreamed of putting 70 points up on an NFL team. That doesn't happen. There's a certain parity in this game, the way that the draft works, the way that the salary cap works, that's supposed to keep this from happening. Y'all know what this is? Like when those little schools get paid to go play the big schools so the big school can have homecoming? The Miami Dolphins had a homecoming with the Denver Broncos. And here's why it's the most embarrassing to me. The whole entire offseason, Sean Payton wanted to point to all the things other people that had worn a Denver hat or worn a Denver helmet had done. Oh, Nathaniel Hackett, you did the worst coaching job that I've ever seen. Nathaniel Hackett was terrible. Ain't nobody put up 70 on him. Oh, Russell Wilson, you better stop kissing babies and being a politician and being a quarterback. Russell Wilson ain't give up 70. It was you. It was you, Sean Payton. And when it happened to you, here is why it's even more embarrassing. When it happened to you, you who have been holding people accountable that ain't really your job to hold accountable the entire offseason couldn't be accountable for that doo-doo you put on the field. Somebody's trying to ask you a question or trying to explain something to you and get to a point in a scrum that you are obligated to do based on the CBA, and you're like, where's the question? Where's the question? I already told you. You'll be accountable because on Monday morning, you're going to walk into your office or you're going to walk into the meeting room and you're going to ask those players of the Denver Broncos to be accountable for giving up 70, to be accountable for forced fumbles that they gave up, to be accountable for not blocking, to be accountable for interceptions. Yet, when it was time for you to hold your feet to the fire, to do what you're supposed to do and say this on me, as a head coach, I got to be better and we can't give up 70, you couldn't even do that. Sean Payton is still, still thinks he's working on TV. You ain't working on TV no more, bro. When the wins and losses come in, when the scoreboard says a certain thing, we got to answer for it. It's actually what makes us different than other people in the world. Maybe you should remember that. You want to take it away? You want me to go? I, you know what? It was embarrassing for the Denver Broncos to get, get B-70 because that was only the fourth time in the history of the NFL. And the NFL been playing football since 1919. So you're talking about 104, 105 years in the history. That's the fourth time that 70 points have been given up. 
But can anybody tell me the expectations that somebody had for the Broncos? Well, nobody had, nobody had gotten <laughs> nobody had permit saying, okay, we're going to have a parade like they did for the Cowboys. Did anybody have any expectations? Because for the most part, Justin Fields has, hasn't shown that he can consistently throw the ball from the pocket, although he has outstanding legs. It was the Cowboys. You were a double-digit favorite. Mm. You got beat by double digits. <laughs> this was the first time that's happened to you in 25 years, Stephen A. Everybody was talking, is Micah the MVP? Micah <laughs> Parsons is the best player in the NFL. Dak Pre- they working on a contract extension for Dak Prescott. That's going to put him in the $50 million category <laughs> per year. And Joshua Dobbs, who's studying, who is like got a 200 IQ. He should be like a new uh, a new rocket athlete. scientist. Yes. Here actual he rocket scientist. Working for NASA. He he a part he a part-time NFL player. He a full-time NASA scientist. He came in and played quarterback for the Cardinals and played better than Dak. Be- you better tell it. And did that to that historically great defense. You know, they were the new, the new what, what, uh, doomsday. Right. Oh, we doomsday all over. We gonna be better than the 2000 Ravens in the third, in the this, uh, 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 Legion of Boom. <laughs> and that man walked y'all with 28 points. Really? The Broncos, yes, it's embarrassing to the guys in the locker room, but the national, do you know how much money people lost on the Cowboys? losing a double-digit favorite, got beat by double digits as a guy that just got there three weeks ago. Hey, man, Stephen you a. need to stop hanging with Stephen A. Hey, Shannon, well, you're going to stop hanging with Stephen A. Y'all going to stop listen, this. Listen, listen. All you're doing is telling the truth. Don't get on him. You, you just finished speaking on national television for a four-minute soliloquy and impressing upon people that need to be honest and, and accountable and upfront. And you're going to get upset at Shannon for doing just that. Stop that, Ryan Clark. He told the damn truth, okay? But, but guess what? So did you. And by the way, just like I said, Taylor Swift, you know, yeah. Travis Kelsey doing that thing, yeah. right? Ryan Clark, that suit. You're doing that thing, my brother. Yeah, so yeah, I, you're, hey, so are you. You showed so today, you, too, now, bro. Yeah, he, 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 oh, he, he been doing it. He been doing it. He been doing it for three weeks straight. Let me get to this point, though. Neither one of y'all are wrong, but I'm going to roll with Ryan on this one. You going to roll with I'm going to roll because the Denver Broncos – are a national disgrace. The Dallas Cowboys dropped the game. They 2-1 and one on the season. They should have won. Dak Prescott, we got to look at him with some trepidation. We get all that. But they ain't a national disgrace. The Denver Broncos today are national disgrace. First of all, it was a rough week for Colorado. Between Colorado and the Broncos, they got outscored 112-26 to 26 over the weekend. It's a very tough weekend <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the state of Colorado. And I get all of that. And maybe the Dolphins were getting back at, 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 at Denver because the Nuggets beat the Miami Heat in the finals. I mean, yeah. we, can de- we can debate that. But there is no denying. What a disgrace. What a national disgrace. Ten touchdowns in one game? A running game and a passing game that both gave you both gave you over 350 yards. Now, Ryan Clark, you're fair-minded. I'm fair-minded. We can't escape this. There is a defensive coordinator there named Vance Joseph, who, by the way, was the head coach of the Denver Broncos in 2017 and 2018, who prior to that was a defensive coordinator and since then has been a defensive coordinator. Now, how the hell are we going to sit up there and mention Sean Payton and don't mention him? Sean Payton been coaching in the NFL for 15 years. What a disgraceful performance. What a lack of preparation. All of those things that ultimately the head man has to be held accountable to. I'm not absolving Sean Payton one iota, but damn. 
He is a guy. What has he been renowned for, R.C. Shannon? Defense. Offense. No, I'm talking about Sean Payton. Payton. Sean Payton. Offense. Offense in New Orleans as a a head coach of 15 years. Offense is what we talked about. Defense is supposed to be what Vance Joseph does. Defense is supposed to be be what Salah does in New York, which is why anytime there's some trouble with the Jets defensively, we're looking at him because that's what got you the damn job. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at Vance Joseph, and I'm like, yo, here's where it really hits me, and Sean Payton and Vance Joseph got to get lumped in this. It's not even that you just scored 70. We saw no-look passes like Magic Johnson, like you pointed out shit. I mean, low-look passes, Ryan. I mean, no-look passes on a football field. Underhanded no-look passes. That wasn't Patrick Mahomes out there. That was Tua. Damn it, we saw Mike White throw a bomb. Throw a bomb. We saw backups. Robbie Chosen. Robbie Anderson changed his name. Yeah. Robbie Chosen. Robbie Chosen, the chosen one. Evidently, LeBron ain't the only chosen one. I mean, it's, it's Robbie Chosen as well. I mean, this is what we're talking about here. You cannot point to any other team today that is a national disgrace. The mm-hmm. Denver Broncos are so bad, yep. if somebody got fired today, I can't knock them. Yeah. That's right, how bad it, it was. Cowboy. One, one of the Broncos or Bears are guaranteed to start the season 0-4 because they play each other in week four. So we'll oh, we got them. That. Oh, we yep. got the Bears. Coming we got up. the game. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code FIRSTTAKE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll get $150 in bonus bets. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. For New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. For Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. For Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. For Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. For Puerto Rico, call one 800 981 First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud made history during Sunday's 37-17 upset of the Jags after he went 20-30 for for 282 TDs. The outing made him the first quarterback in NFL history to have at least 900 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, zero interceptions in his first three career starts. Shannon. Looks like they got the right guy. Are you surprised? 
I am surprised. This is very impressive, and he did it against a very good team because a lot of people had the Jag pick to win this division, and they still might. But to go on the road and play as well as he did, 37-17 demolition with the, against that, uh, that Jaguars team. And as you mentioned, Molly, he has the third most passing yards as a rookie in his first three starts, only behind Justin Herbert and Cam Newton. This young man is playing unbelievable. Congratulations, CJ. Absolutely. The Commanders came into Sunday's home game against the Bills with a 2-0 record, but their undefeated run, it came to an end. Sam Howell threw four interceptions, and the Bills sacked him nine times en route to a 37-3 win. Stephen A., how surprising was this? Well, I guess I need to be quiet about Eric Bieniemy and that offense. And I, might need, I might need to dial that back just a touch. Being down 37 to nothing, uh, being gift wrapped the field goal to end the game just to put points on the board. They were completely annihilated by a Buffalo Bills squad that seems to be tired of everybody talking about Miami or talk about their window of opportunity may have slipped. They seem to be on a mission to show everybody uh, that they are what we once thought they were. Mm -hmm. um, I was a bit surprised, not by the outcome. Um, I knew the Buffalo Bills would win this game. I didn't know they would win like that. Right. Mm. That was a romp. That was a beatdown. I did not expect that. On the road, no less. So props to them. All right, show me the love. Jordan Love helped propel the Packers to their second win behind an 18-point fourth quarter comeback. Worth noting, the Saints lost Derek Carr in the third. Shannon, what did Love show you? Showed me a lot. He was down 17-0 through three quarters. His most explosive receiver, running back, two top offensive linemen, best corner, all of them are out. He had every reason to say, you know what, I just don't have it today. But to say, you know what, I do have it today. And let me show you. He brought this team back. That was very Aaron Rodgers-esque performance in what he showed. He didn't play well the first three quarters, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And he was sensational in that fourth quarter. All right, let's talk about a game that went down to the wire yesterday. Both the Chargers and Vikings looking for their first wins. Brandon Staley making the decision in the fourth quarter to go for it on fourth and one from his own 24, and the Chargers don't get it. Staley would be let off the hook when Kirk Cousins threw an interception to seal the game for L.A. Here's Staley on that decision. Just no timeouts, and it was less than a yard, and, and just we feel like we had the play to finish with the ball. We were protecting, you know, four points, not three. So that was part of, you know, my thought process. And uh, I believe in our group. You know, we came here to win, and that's what we were trying to do. But going back to the fourth down, just how convincing was the math there for you to make that decision? Convincing, yeah. And the fact that he didn't have any timeouts um, was important in the fact that it was less than a yard. RC, did the Chargers save their season? You know, I don't necessarily know if the Chargers saved their season because when you watch this team, they're, they're going to be in a ton of one-score games, and Brandon Staley hasn't found ways to finish. And I believe that's why you go for it on fourth and one there. Now, listening to him and thinking about the analytics, all of that sounds good, right? We're up four, no timeouts, all of those things. But what it was is we ain't found a way to win games. You go back to the wild card week weekend last year, 27-0 up on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You lose that game. You have an opportunity against the Miami Dolphins. You have the ball last. You have a chance to get a two-minute drive to score. You don't do that. You get the ball first in overtime against the Tennessee Titans, right? It's three passes in a row, three incompletes in a row, a third down where nobody's even set and ready to go. Brandon Stanley knew he had to go out and win this game. Do you know what saved this game for Brandon Staley? Kirk Cousins. Brandon Staley is still supposed to lose. K.J. Osborne, you have the stop and go where he turns to Kirk Cousins, gets out down the sideline. Kirk just missed him. 
Jordan Addison has an opportunity in the end zone. Kirk's late on the pass. It's broken up. And then you get an opportunity to T.J. Hawkinson where he's fading away from the defense. It's either you got to throw that in the ground, give your team another chance to play, or you throw it out of the end zone because it's not open. Kirk Cousins is the reason the Los Angeles Chargers are sitting at one and two. And so if you're Brandon Staley, you got to find a way to not continue to be in this position, to find a way for your team to put other people away. Because for right now, your offense is empty calories. People can't stop you. Keenan Allen, over 200 yards yesterday. Justin Herbert, over 400 yards yesterday. 40 passes completed. And this is without Austin Eckler. This is a team that is supposed to be blowing folks out based on the way that they play offense, and they find themselves having to make game-time decisions in situational football every single week. It's not sustainable. And they got an opportunity to play the team. That's the prime example of that. Last year, the Vikings were in the playoffs because they were able to win one-score games. This year, they have not. Three times, three opportunities, 0-3. The Chargers will find themselves in the same position if they don't start finding ways to separate from people when they're having these great offensive outputs. You know, regardless of the result, Brandon Staley should have lost his job. They probably should have fired him after the game in Jacksonville last year at the 27-0. I don't care. No analytics says on the 24-yard line <laughs> that you go for it on your own 24, RC, that you go for it. Let me tell you what the analytics said. Said if you convert this, there's an 89% chance you win. They said if you punt it, there's an 82% chance you win. So the odds are just, it, it, it's, it's not weighted enough by yeah. you going for it, and you give them a short field. And I concur with what you said about Kirk Cousins. Why would you rush? Kill the ball. You yes. still have three downs. You don't have to rush. Well, I couldn't hear. That's why you're the coach on the field. Mm. That's why you need to be the calm. You need to be the voice of reason. We're going to kill it here, guys. And what mm. we're going to do, we're going to make sure we get a great play call. We're not going to rush and do something dumb, dumb and turn the ball over and lose this ball game when we're on the six-yard line. That's all they had to do. Brandon Staley keeps, oh, I like the guts. I believe in my team. That same bravado is going to get you right up out of, going to get you right up out of L.A. That is dumb football. That is dumb football, R.C. On your own 24? Yeah. I'm going to put that ball, and if they go down the field and score from 80 yards, that's on Joey Bosa. That's on Khalil Mack. That's on Murray. But I'm not going to turn that ball over on downs on the 24-yard line and say you only got to go 24 yards in order to beat me. That was bad coaching. They got bailed out by a worse quarterback and first cousin. Well, he's third cousin now because he ain't no kidding to me after that performance. But Brandon Staley, that was bad football. And sometimes we get skewed because of the outcome of Stephen A. It's like, well, we won the game. But okay. That same stuff has bitten him in the butt how many times before, and he hadn't learned his lesson, but he will. Well, he needs to go. Now, if you remember, Ryan Clark, I said this when they lost to Jacksonville in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You give up a 27-point lead in a playoff game, I'm one of those people, I don't believe you should be allowed on a flight home. (laughs) Fire him right in that locker room 
and let him pay for his own damn flight home. You get paid enough money. I'd have, let, I'd have sent this behind home right from Jacksonville. He would have been flying commercial. You've been like Tim Duncan and Mount Genova years ago when Popovich <laughs> sent them home on Southwest in, in Orlando <laughs> Airport and they in line for Chick-fil-A when the rest of the team was sitting up there in Miami playing the game even though that was just a rest day for them. Right. But that's how Brandon Staley would have been treated. I'd have sent his ass right on home via commercial from Jacksonville. You know ain't no direct flights from Jacksonville to L.A. He'd have to connect, connect the flight. He'd have paid for that, too. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that, that, that would have happened. And so we have to understand what we're talking about with Brandon Staley here. This is a young coach. You, you as well were a defensive coordinator for yeah. one year with the Rams before you became a head coach. I don't understand how you became a head coach after just one year as a coordinator, but we could debate that for another day. Mm -hmm. Obviously, his interviewing skills must be special. But at the end of the day, this is a 28th-ranked defense. This is a team that ranks dead last in yards against the pass. By the way. With Khalil Mack that's and right, Bosa. That's right. And by the way, and last but not least, this is also a team that has one of the great young quarterbacks in the game in oh, Justin yeah. Herbert. You are wasting his time playing for this man. It is just that simple. And somehow, someway, somebody's going to have to tell the Chargers this because there are games that Brandon Staley has given away. And we all know that. And yesterday he tried to do it again. And when he tried to do it again, the defense stepped up to their credit and didn't let him down. But don't tell me that the defense was happy with what he did. No. What a position to put his mm -mm. personnel in. No. Where you're going to sit up there, we got a four-point lead. They mm -hmm. need a touchdown to win. You could punt and make them travel the distance of the field with limited time remaining. Mm -hmm. And you give them the ball 24. at our 24-yard mm -hmm. line. I mean, damn. It was almost like you were setting us up to fail. Yes. If I'm Khalil Mack and Jackson and, and yes. Bosa and those boys, I'm thinking you set us up to fail. We have to talk about this at another time. Yeah. But Brandon Staley is lucky to be having a job. And I think Sean Payton made a mistake. He should have stayed with Fox and waited. And then Staley could have been booted out. He could have took that job because that would have been a better job to take than definitely. Marley, before you go, uh, Ryan, you remember you and I was talking and everybody was talking about, and I'm Bart Scott. Oh, I always go back to Bart Scott. Remember what he said about J.C. Jackson? Yeah. Five years, $82 million, a healthy stretch. Now, yeah, healthy stretch. That, that's Bosa, that. that's Khalil Mack, and that's J.C. Jackson who didn't that's play right. in your 27-28th and pass play. defense. That's yeah. unacceptable. That's why you – and you mean to tell me you're going to go for it on your own 24-yard line with that? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Tell me the sense that that make. <laughs> the, Chargers, the analytics. Amen. Shannon. Amen. Amen. You know, the analytics support that. That's the whole point. In 16 one-score games since the start of last season, 8-8 eight and eight is the record during that span. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Got a quick take for you, RC. Another sigh of relief for our guy, Dan Orlovsky, after Gardner Minshew was called for the safety after stepping out of the back of the end zone. Gardner joins Dan and Jimmy G as the only quarterbacks with that little backpedal. RC, is Dan off the hook? Absolutely not. Dan is the trailblazer. Yeah. Like, you know how when somebody <laughs> catches a football over the top of another defender, they go, you got moss, moss? Well, when you step out of the end zone, you've now pulled an Olofsky. That's always going to be that. He was the first person to do it. He's the leader in the, in, the, in the locker room. Everybody knows if this happens to you, you will forever be associated with Dan. And so, Dan, you aren't off the hook. And the other thing is this. When other people do it, they just step out. The one thing about Dan, when he, he goes, he goes he all the way. Dan's Dan just scored a touchdown out of bounds. And so yeah. that's never going to change. Dan, you are the man. And I want you to always know that you got a place in our heart and also Absolutely. in the back of the end zone. Without question. The old running, he was like, this deal, I'm ain't gaining no ground on me. He can't catch me. He can't catch me. He thought he was getting it. in the day, though. I know they had a barber. All right, all right. Enough straight for okay, my guy sorry. right there. All I'm sorry, right. Dio. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dio. We love him. We love him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Gardner sure got DO'd. We know what it is. All right. So, Gardner may have stepped out of the end zone, but overall did a good job filling in for Anthony Richardson, who's still in concussion protocol. The Colts able to hand Lamar Jackson and the Ravens their first L in a 22-19 OT win. Lamar's new offense struggled. No OBJ, who was out with the ankle, and they only scored on three of their 15 offensive drives. Shannon, are you worried about Lamar and the Ravens' offense? I am because I don't see the ooh-la-la that everybody told me I should expect from Todd Munkin. I see the same offense that I saw the last couple of years under the last OC. So I, I, I'm looking for Lamar to push the ball down the field. I know there's no OBJ. and I get, it's re Look, guys, everything is not going to be 75 and sunny. You're going to have to find a way to move the ball even when it's inclement weather. So we can't keep using, oh, the wind was blowing. Oh, it was raining. Lamar's going to have to do a better job. He and Kenyon Drake going to have to do a better job of protecting the football. But – I didn't see anything. I, I was expecting to see Lamar push the ball down the field. I was expecting to see these formations, a lot of different, a lot of trickeration, a lot of uh, window dressing. I see the same offense that everybody was tired of seeing over the last four years. I see no exoticness to this offense. Go ahead, Ryan. Like, that's the, you know, Shannon, like, you make a, a great point. When they decided to get Todd Munkin, it almost felt like they were now getting this, this, this offensive coordinator that was going to revolutionize what the Baltimore Ravens were doing. This isn't the first time Todd Munkin's been a coach, and they're going to go back to what he was able to do at Georgia. Do you know what Georgia could do that the Ravens can't do? They can recruit, right? They can use <laughs> NIL. They could yeah. get more five stars than everybody else. Hell, if I was coaching at Georgia, they'd want to give me a job too because I got all the best players. So now it's about how do you find an innovative way to help Lamar Jackson increase who he is as a passer, to help the Baltimore Ravens be able to threaten the deep part of the field, Stephen A., and they aren't doing that at all. Now, what was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be because now you have Zay Flowers, because now you have Odell Beckham Jr., you have a healthy Rashad Bateman, and they were supposed to be able to win one-on-ones. Well, everybody knows in order to win the one-on-ones, you got to create those for your player. 
You got to put the people in the right position. They were supposed to spread it out. They were supposed to give you all this space so Lamar Jackson could operate. You know what I saw in the red zone yesterday? I saw two called quarterback runs for Lamar Jackson. And guess what they were? They were extremely successful. You know what else I've seen since 2019, Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp in the red zone? I've seen called runs for Lamar Jackson that were extremely successful. We aren't seeing anything different. And I actually think whatever the simple changes are that they're trying to make to the passing game is holding this offense back. It's it's putting this offense in a place where now Lamar Jackson is thinking, where now the receivers' route combinations aren't as crisp. They need to simplify it. And I, I don't know, I don't want people to take this wrong like Lamar can't handle it. There seems like there's too much going on. Like we're trying to take too big of a step instead of finding out what do this, what does this group of individuals do well? And let's do that. There is no consistency to who the Baltimore Ravens were. And at least with Greg Roman, though it was elementary, though we hated the passing game, they were consistent. And they had something they were good at, and they did it over and over again. I don't know who this Ravens team is, and they don't have an offensive identity yet, and that's the thing that scares me more than anything. Believe it or not, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think that both of you are being a bit too hard on the Baltimore Ravens there, I say. I mean, where's the compassion? Where's the compassion? (laughs) I mean, somebody's got to ask the question, so I'm going to ask it. I mean, you got OBJ, he's out. You got Dobbins, he's out. You've got Zay Flowers, who's a rookie, okay? You've got a situation where Gus Edwards, I think what they said he was, he was suffering from a concussion. You had yep. that going on, okay? Even though he was in the game last night, what have you, you, you know, he ultimately had to depart. He's not, he's not himself, okay? A job old linebacker, he was out, even though we're not talking defense, we're talking offense. When you look at the Baltimore Ravens right now and you consider the personnel that they were expected to have in place and the way they've been compromised due to injuries, I'm going to sit up there and say, wait, wait a minute now, let's, I, I I get it. There should be some concern, but I also understand at least it makes sense as to why they're looking the way that they look. Now, let me go through some of my stats right here. They're ranking they're 11th ranked in the NFL in total offense as we speak at this particular moment in time. They're third in the league in third down efficiency category at 51%. Lamar Jackson second in the league to Justin Herbert on completion percentage of 73%. The Ravens are one of only seven teams who scored 19 or more points in each game entering tonight's enter, entering the entering the game. So I'm just looking at it from the standpoint, let's understand we see why. Some things are inexplicable. Some things there's no explanation for. Some things you just look sorry. In this particular instance, we expected something different, not just because of the offensive coordinator. We expected it because of the personnel. Right, and yeah. at least two to three components expected on the offensive side of the ball were not there, which is why Lamar Jackson's running for 101 yards yesterday, okay? Right. Uh, Zay Flowers is your elite receiver. We gonna act like Nelson mm-hmm. Aguilar or something to write home about now? I know he's not a scrub. <laughs> he can play, but since when we gonna treat him like yep. he's the ideal number two dude and, you know, they got a number one and come on now, there's that some question marks us. there. They told us. They told us this thing was gonna be different. They yeah, told- but, but, but I just told you they got some injuries, though. They did, right? When you came in here sniffing and coughing, you showed up to work, right? I did. Okay, then. Shannon, is he sniffing and coughing? Because don't come back to New York. Yes. Yes. Stay out in L.A. 
This, first of all, sneezing, allergies. Yes. Thank you very much. Well, you that's want to what remember that says. when you were allergies. out here in LA, but now you want to act like you don't know. There's a bunch of allergies going everyone on in LA it's now, allergies, right? Just forgot. And then next <laughs> thing I know, allergies, allergies. Allergies going on, Molly. You can't catch an allergy. I'm not what I used to be. I don't mind taking days off if I'm sick. I'll call in. I'll call in. Trust me. I won't come in sick. I will call in. You can't call in. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. Okay, Stephen A. Shannon, see if you can uh, catch the Taylor Swift puns. The Bears knew the Chiefs were trouble when they walked into Arrowhood, 12.5-point underdogs. That's what happened on the field, probably worse than their wildest dreams. Justin Fields' regression continued 11 for 22, just 99 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. The Bears had a blank space in the score column until late in the third quarter. Huge blowout. The Bears will try to shake that off before facing the Broncos Sunday. Shannon? How much of Bears' futility is on fields? He hasn't played well. It's really that simple. And it's not like the Bears aren't trying to surround him with talent. They had the number one pick. They traded it, got him a a DJ Moore. They're trying to, to build a team around Justin Fields. Justin Fields hasn't taken the next step from being a running quarterback. And we got enamored because he has the ability to take off and hit his head on the goalpost from any distance on the field. But it's more to playing quarterback, Stephen A., than just tucking the ball under your arm and taking off running. You must, you're not running your team into a championship. And if you look at the progression that in which Jalen Hurts has step, taken, that is the progression that Justin Fields need to take. We know Hurts had great legs, but he turned himself into a damn good passer. And now you have to respect his arm and fear his legs. Right now, they don't respect uh, uh, Justin Fields' arm and they just fear his legs. So they say, you know what? We're going to keep your butt in the pocket. We're not going to let you get out in space and we're going to contain you. Look, the Bears are not with but I just don't know what else the Bears can do from a talent standpoint. They're doing the best they can. Coaching, uh, you'll probably, if you got a young coach, a young uh, quarterback, you probably want an offensive-minded guy to be in his ear as opposed to a defensive-minded guy. But Justin Fields has not played well. He cannot go without blame in this situation. I am not trying to make him blameless. This man has more losses than any quarterback in the league with the exception of Trevor Lawrence since he came into the league, and he's had nine fewer starts than Trevor Lawrence. So let's get that out of the way first. Okay, He's been sacked 11 times this year, second most in the NFL, and I think he's the only quarterback. He's also had the league high two pick sixes thus far this season in the first three games. So we know we can't let Justin Fields off the hook, no doubt about that. But then when I think about Chicago, Chicago ranks 27th or worse in the league in both major offensive and defensive categories from scoring to total yards. Also ranked dead last in the league with their average drive starting from their own 24-yard line. I'm of the mindset, how do we let the coaching staff off the hook? Is it possible? Because remember, the GM polls, he didn't hire Uber Fools. He didn't hire him. And so I'm thinking about Getze, who's this offensive coordinator? Maybe he knows what he's doing. I don't know. But these are not people he hired. And so when I look at it from that perspective, I'm saying, 
you don't have upper management on the same yeah. page right. as coaching, and Justin Fields is in the midst of right. all of that as the star, as the face of the franchise, when you don't have the ex the, all the personnel around him that he needs. I got to put it more in the organization than him, but I'm not absolving him because he does need to be better. And anytime the GM is not tied to the head coach, no. th there's no loyalty there. Yes. So he, hey, yes. I, I don't see how he stays. I don't see how he keeps that job. I neither do I. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Getting to a quick take. Just announced yesterday, Usher will perform at the Super Bowl this year in Las Vegas, bringing me back. Obviously, a huge star, ton of hits, incredible performer. Shannon, what do you think of the decision? Great. Great. Great, 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 great. Uh, actually, I'm taking my daughter to see him in, in a couple of weeks. But uh, this is a performance I think nobody's going to go find something else to do. Usher, that dude, he him. Let me say this. Can I say this? Could you put the camera on me, please? Because I just want to get I love, I, I'm sorry, I love Usher. Yeah. Love him. And I think he's going to do a great job. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm still stuck on Dre, Snoop, Mary J. Blige, yeah. Eminem, Fitty uh, from, from two years ago. I'm just, uh, Rihanna did a good job. Damn good job last year. But I'm just saying, man. I, I, I'm just, look, Usher's man. Usher's for the ladies. Just relax, Stephen uh, A., okay? Usher's special. He's going to do it up. He's going to do it up. Is it Vegas? You want to get Wayne Newton? Damn. Who no, you no, want no, to no, get no, him? No. I'm saying, I'm saying him and then some. I'm told he got a crew of people that he could perform with, too. I want Usher to do his thing. Right. But go out there and get Who a Who else you up. want, then? Now, I don't mind Bruno Mars, bro. I don't mind him again. That's you want to see Bruno again? Bruno, he's up here. He, 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 he did, oh, he did that thing. Yeah. I mean, Bruno's special. Yeah. All right, I want something like that. You okay. know what I'm saying? Get a couple. Usher knows all of them. He know Beyonce. He know Beyonce. Beyonce. Get all of them. We can't Get have Beyonce. You want Beyonce every halftime show? That is true. <laughs> I do. I do. Except, except for when I saw what I saw was doing. You know what? How about Snoop? And I'm talking about Snoop by himself. Don't get me wrong, I love Usher. Yeah. And I want him there too. But I'm talking about Snoop because there's some songs that Dre and them there play now. Snoop, yeah. what's my name? How they, how they how they've had that show? And I love Dr. Dre, he's the GOAT. Yeah. But how they had that show in LA? And they don't play What's My Name. Oh my God. Well, in LA, Snoop, in Snoop. LA, you had to have Dr. Dre. You had to have Snoop. You I'm had just to. saying Usher could do Usher's phenomenal. Yeah. And he's gonna do great. Gonna do but great. Usher know a lot of people too. You don't you don't have to go out there just by yourself. You can Usher's a show. If I'm Usher, I'm he gonna turn it out. I tell you what, if I'm Usher, I bring him out there for two minutes. I'm gonna get me 13 minutes by myself. Oh, you got mm. to be like that. That's mm. very that's very greedy. But that's, that's hey, greedy. do you it's know what this look? Usher don't look. Usher doesn't need doesn't need this. He does because, because he has he's his usher. residency. He's in par he's in France, he's right? not doing his thing. But but you know he's gonna turn it out. He's gonna turn you it out. I know he's gonna turn it out. I'm just saying you know what? him and then some. It's Super Bowl. Him and then some. If not one. I, not I, one artist. I, him and then some. I'm not gonna say okay. anything because they're gonna draw a lot of criticism. But if he were to bring CB, him and CB on that stage. Okay. I'm saying, you know. Shannon, you want to laugh? The one time I saw Usher perform, this is how long ago, is when he was opening for Janet Jackson. 
That was my way way back in the day. Yes. Yeah, that was and way, way was back. And he was fantastic by. even then. So he he's going to put up. He'll never level now. Ladies don't okay. usually talk about their age, but Molly just told on herself. But that's okay because, you know, it's, it's, it's all about how you look and feel. It's, it's all about like, how you it's like, feel. It's like fine wine. You know what it is. I'll leave it I at feel, that. I feel you on that. I feel you. All right. Uh, who you got? Who are you know, picking tonight? Stephen A., Rams, Bengals. Who you got? I'm going with the Bengals. I'm going Rams. I'm going with the Bengals. Okay. I think the offensive line is going to finally protect Burrow, and Burrow's going to look a little better. They got to. Uh, Eagles, Aaron Don Eagles Aaron Tampa. Do oh, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm going e Aaron Donald's going to eat tonight. I got Rams, and I got Eagles over Bucks. I got Eagles. I got Eagles. Easily. That Baker Mayfield ain't beating right. the Eagles. I don't see that. <laughs> Listen, see you two have fun out there in L.A. Get some we sunshine. Will. Get some rest, and I'll talk to you in the morning. I don't know about rest. Enjoy the game. Ain't no rest. Ain't no rest. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate.